Welcome to episode 87 of the Smash Accept Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. Joined with me today, you know, he's in Smash 5. His team ain't too pretty in the face, but it's super thick with... I'm just sticking with my picks. Boom. My man's got four 2023 firsts, and I know I know you were trying to go for the eight that I had in, in Smash 3, yeah. but how, how does it feel trying to accumulate picks and knowing you're not going to win? Because I know today we're going to talk about win now. Talk to me a little bit about your feelings, because last week with Zoltan, fantastic yeah. episode if you guys didn't hear Great it. Great fun. You know, learning how to do that one-year punt, put yourself into position, because next year you're going to be pretty good. Two years, I think you're going to dominate, but talk to me a little bit about the struggles there, and then we'll move into yeah. win now I, there's there's a reason they call it the progressive struggle for me for sure it was tough it was just not me the opposite of me because in nearly all my leagues i'm going for it i'm you know playing to win you saw it in smash one on display and that's what we're going to talk about here and we're going to go through a lot of the strategies on how to come right out of the gates and boom dominate year one year two but but look yeah i mean it it, it was a little tough at times, <laughs> but I was just thinking with my picks. There he is, man. So there's the roster. There he is. You there know, is. we had to put up your doppelganger. Everybody knows the TikTok video out there. But I mean, I was, I was, if I were you, I'd be happy with that. You get Jamar, you know, you get yeah. Justin Jefferson, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. You start building that core, and you want to mm-hmm. get those running backs on there. I had to just throw this video up there, this picture, because it just every time just brings <laughs> brings so me good. joy. It's you know, really it's good. just it's so yeah. awesome. But today, yeah, was, what we're gonna, Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, it was just, it's kind of a, a a diluted version of your, your 823 first. Like, one of the dangers of trying to punt in year one and accumulate picks is another team might do it, too. And in this case, we had Michael McCabe, if you're listening in. Nice work. Um, but, you know, he basically was accumulating 23 first as well. And so between the two of us, we have eight. But he had some. I had some. And, you know, what happens is – you start to see a little bit of inflation on the 23 mm-hmm. firsts, right? The, the price starts going up. You got multiple people that want them and it becomes a little bit harder. You're kind of competing over the same pool of, of draft yeah. picks. And it's so, but yeah, it was, it was definitely uncomfortable for me the whole time. We can look at the board here and kind to, of go through it. But To get to eight, my man, you got to be like, you got to catch lightning in a bottle, you know? Oh my gosh. You want to join yeah. that elite eight. And everybody else that hears this, send me yours if you have more. The only mm-hmm. other guy in the Smash Except Leagues is Adam Armour. He, my man also has nice. eight. And we keep going That's back crazy. and forth. You know, he's an awesome guy if you we don't follow him. And we're just like, dude, I'm trying to get nine and I'm throwing out picks. And everybody's like, nope, don't want it. And I'm like, what? That's an overpay. And yep. they're like, yep, but we don't want you having nine, you know? And it's like, right. I want, I've want. i seen Dynasty Outhouse have the entire first round. I've seen guys do that. So it's just, it's exciting. But today well, what we want to, yeah. Yeah, what, I, what we want to talk about is win now, right? And this mm-hmm. is more up yeah. our alley. Definitely your Definitely. alley. I like to mm-hmm. kind of, I, I mix it around a little bit. You know, I'm in so many leagues and did I'm in all the Smash leagues. So I'm trying to do something different in all of them. And this one. I just set out, you know, I know you wanted to go for as many 23 firsts as possible. So if my man John is going for a punt, I'm going all in because now <laughs> I know I got a, I got 1 in 11 chance of winning this thing. <laughs> or 1 in 10 instead of 1 in 11. Right. So basically what, I'm, what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about how to go after that win now team. What that looks like. I know so many people are like, ah, you know, you have too many veterans. What happens? And a lot of people are like, I try to add value insulation, like we talked about with Zoltan. Other people are just trying to take youngest guy available for a sexy roster and don't win for 10 years. And John, you and I have found a happy medium here when we do those win now drafts, where we win right, right. off the bat, where we continue to win based off of those trades. Talk to me a little bit about your philosophy when you go in mm-hmm. with a win now. Yeah, so I'm coming in, and yes, of course, you want to win year one. I mean, in the case of Smash 1, I felt like as one of the pod hosts here, I had to kind of show everybody what's up, show them I could compete. So I knew I wanted to go for it, and pretty quickly, you do go all in. But what I'm trying to do is build for a two-year window, ideally, and, and potentially three if you play it right. But when your team starts to look like 
And I mean, the moment that you are convinced more than 50% chance that you're not going to win it, let's say in year two or year three, you got to start tearing it down, start moving pieces to the other contenders and be ready to, to, to basically blow it up. But that's kind of what I'm, I'm looking at. So if you're looking at players, you're taking those veteran discounts, you're trading up potentially. So we should talk about some of the moves that you and I like to make, but that's the philosophy going in. Yeah. And I think what I try to do in, the, in this particular draft, you know, if you can be in that, you want that first pick, you want that quarterback in there. If you're going win now, Definitely. you know, you, you, you want Taylor or you want one of Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, maybe even Lamar Jackson, because then you create yourself a window where at least you don't have to rebuild at the quarterback position. Right. What I like to do is I, and you'll, you'll see in this draft, I like to, when I go win now, get a couple quarterbacks that I know are going to be around for two to three years which I did in rounds, you know, I moved out of round one, added a 23 first, used that 23 first to really, I got to give a shout out to my boy CJ, that's at IVID for you, and now it's FF Day Trader. Dude always goes in rounds three through six, just loads up. So somehow he just keeps moving back until he gets into that spot. And that's kind of what I was trying to do in mm-hmm. this particular draft, right. you know. Right. I moved back from 108 to 203, added a 23 first, did that with uh, our man, Craig, Craig's an awesome guy as well, um, and and I made the trade with him, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna move myself into an area because I want Jalen Hurts. You know, I love Jalen Hurts. Yeah, you do. So I had 203, 205, and in my head, I'm saying, you know what, I'm gonna come out with Jalen Hurts, and I I really like DeAndre Swift in this situation. That's a guy that I want to go in there. Mm-hmm. So Hurts, and and as young as he is, is a phenomenal win now piece because. Yes. I feel like this year we're talking about a top five quarterback with an, a top eight floor. Like he's going to be top mm-hmm. eight. He mm-hmm. has this, he's a dark horse guy. Where Brown too. Yeah. Outside of Allen, Herbert and Lamar and Mahomes, he's the guy that I think could finish one to three overall out of anybody else in that area. And I feel like that's something that's, that's there. Then we get to, you know, 205 and I'm like, okay, DeAndre Swift is here, but somebody else wants to move up. So I'm going to move up some of my other picks and my other quarterback, you guys know me, Dynasty Dad rolls with like five different quarterbacks. I always have Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, or Lamar Jackson. That's Those it. are like all That's of them. The That's crew. it. That's my crew. That's so I moved back, crew. Yeah. and I told you all along I wanted Stafford and Hurts. And boom, you know, I go made into round happen. two, made it happen with both of them. Matthew Stafford was one where you and I talked back and forth. I wanted McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. But you helped me, you know, steer towards Matthew Stafford. Why is Matthew Stafford literally the ultimate win now piece? But he still has some of that longevity. Yeah, he really is. And and, and look, I mean, he just got the Super Bowl victory. He's got all the weapons around him. McVay went in and, and built that offense around what he can do. He still has a cannon. And I mean, look, he's on a team that's also in a win now window. And mm-hmm. so. He's just much cheaper, too. I mean, he fell to the end of the second. And so that's what you love about him, because you can do what you need to do in the first round. You can um, wait a little bit, maybe get another piece or two, and and still get Stafford. So, I mean, the other guy you maybe could have waited for was Aaron Rodgers, possibly. But Stafford definitely has more longevity, and so you can bet yourself pretty quick. He's the right guy that's that happy medium for a two- to three-year win-now team. Yeah, and, and both of these guys, both Hertz and Stafford, are people that I'm trying to accumulate, and you and I talked about it off screen, where I traded Aaron Rodgers to get Jalen Hurts, because you don't have to give much on top. And Aaron Rodgers' deal, I mean, he could get out at any point here. You know, right. he's an ultimate win now piece, but I feel like Stafford is going to be there for three to five years, and he's going to be up there in that spot. I think Jalen Yeah, he Hertz signed the contract be- too, right? Yeah, and, and, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Rodgers. And that's the one thing I was going to add here, Dad, is – Let's say that in year three, there's no way that you're going to say you take it down year one, year two. Stafford still has some value mm-hmm. by getting one of these QBs or maybe two QBs early on. That's maybe one of the first things that you use to trade to a, another contender and still get really strong value for because those QBs mm-hmm. do hold value yeah. as long as you know they're, they're putting up numbers. That's one of the plays that you would make in, let's say, year three, year four. And I think 
the other play here that I, I keep using for accumulating value, if you want to win right now, I mean, if you have picks one through five, if you have a Josh Allen, a Patrick Mahomes, a, you know, Justin Herbert, any of those guys, you can move back in the amount of capital you can get. I have seen people trade for Josh Allen, their second and their third. I've seen, you know, I've seen guys trade their second, their fourth and a 23 first. And you really start to, you don't know what that's going to look like, but you can really start to establish rounds two, it's almost all youth. I mean, let's take a look right now. You're looking at, usually it's in this area. You know, Najee Harris starting at 110. Najee Harris, Kyle Pitts, Justin Jefferson, Trey Lance, Javante Williams, Deshaun Watson, CeeDee Lamb. I mean, you know, DeAndre Swift. That's all guys that, you know, they're going to have some nice longevity for you. But you start to right. get rounds three through five, you get some real one to two year window home run Me values too. and and you know it starts with at the end of the second with Christian McCaffrey I ended up at 3-3 going with Joe Mixon Austin Eckler falls into that area you know and you start to really debate how am I going to look mm-hmm. at this and when I go win now I usually go at least one quarterback in the first two rounds and then I start hammering home those running backs no doubt which isn't my typical build my typical build is I like those wide receivers but because mm-hmm. of that age gap, John, I mean, we had a group that was absolute ballers for years up in this area with DeAndre Hopkins, with Mike Evans, yes. with, you know, all those guys. That's gone. You know, we're at a spot now where it's a changing of the guard. And mm-hmm. if you're going in that area, I mean, take a look at some of these wide receivers. It's tough if you're going win now to say, you know what, I want Jalen Waddle instead of Joe Mixon. You know, and it, when right. you want to win now, that becomes that very difficult dilemma you got to start thinking about. One of the things that you can consider is that last wave of wide receivers does now drop a couple rounds. So you can get your running backs here and you can still get a Keenan Allen. And what did you get him like in, in the sixth round? Yeah. Right. And I, so I'm going to take a look at that. But it, yeah, I mean, it I mean, was Keen, come on. Keenan is that guy right now. I mean, honestly, John, Keenan Allen is the ultimate win now piece that I, I have him on every roster now. I mean, I, I have him in Smash I, got him in, I, I traded for him. John, I got him in round 8.5, all right? Keenan (laughs) Allen in 8.5. And and the thing here is with Keenan Allen, and this is what I'm advocating to everyone. I get so many questions, John, asking me about DeAndre Hopkins. And Mm -hmm. this is what I say. You know what? Go out there, throw out. You know, DeAndre Hopkins in a second for Keenan Allen in a third, because that's how much I feel Keenan Allen right now in this particular offense. You get six extra games with him. Keenan Allen is going to win you leagues with Justin Herbert. DeAndre Hopkins, we saw a little bit of Kyler Murray spreading the ball around. Marquise Brown's there now, so there's even Mm -hmm. more competition. Trey McBride. I feel like Keenan Allen is that guy, you know, and it's the same with Michael Thomas. People keep yep. asking about Michael Thomas. I love Michael Thomas. You know that. Yeah. But I, I am willing yeah. to give Michael Thomas in a second because I feel like mm-hmm. my second's going to be late for Keenan Allen in a third. And that's a move I think you can make. I have done it time and time and time again. 15 leagues. I own Keenan Allen in 13 now. I, I'm just like yeah. all in on Keenan Allen this year. Yeah, and there's so just think about how you can still get some of those guys. There's a few others as well. I think – Nuke is actually interesting for a progressive struggle struggle first year punt because of those suspended games. It's going to lower your potential mm-hmm. points. Then he comes back, his and value then spikes. Him. Then you move. Yeah, because yeah. right now he's going. I got him in Smash Four in the ninth round, a little bit la- mm-hmm. after Keenan, and then I have seen him go now since the suspension in the tenth round. That is a bargain because in the tenth mm-hmm. round you're looking at that's like the equivalent of a twenty three second maybe, but. When you have DeAndre Hopkins, great point, productive struggle. He puts up zero points in weeks one through six. Week five, you start shopping him. You know, some, maybe maybe one of these other wide receivers goes down. We got a situation where DeAndre Hopkins, you might have to add DeAndre Hopkins in a third, but you might get a first somewhere still. Yeah. You know, like, and that that's a great point. But what I really want to hammer home is this third round, man. This yeah. is where I decided it's time to separate the men from the boys, right? Like, I'm going all in. I know it, it might feel like an overpay, but I go with Joe Mixon at 3-3, one pick before A.J. Brown, one pick before Cam Akers. You know? And I feel like with the Cam Akers uncertainty, Joe Mixon is going to be a RB1 for at least the next two years. He mm-hmm. is a, a guy that could finish top three in both yeah. of those years. And then at 3-8, yes, there was a stretch there where it was T. Higgins, Jalen Waddell, and Debo Samuel. But I'm like, I want... Dalvin Cook here because I feel like mm-hmm. I have a situation. I'm all in. 
I am 100% all in. Dalvin Cook is that guy that's going to win me a championship. And I, I feel like that's the kind of move that I made in this particular situation, given we get into a weird situation, John, where it's like, A.J. Brown has dropped a little bit of value mm-hmm. because he went to the Eagles, which doesn't make sense to me. You, you know, another run first team, but he goes into there. You see T. Higgins falls in that area. Nice value. Jalen Waddle moves back because of Tyreek Hill. Debo Samuel moves back because of, you know, potential yeah. holdout. Tyreek yeah. Hill moves back because of the trade. Devontae mm-hmm. Adams moves back because of the trade. All these guys dominated that second and third round. That's now right. it's like... Changed a lot. So... Speaking yeah. of those guys, we move into a situation where I I bunched up in that mid third to fourth range. I traded you my third, in fact. Yeah, I, w- I went I went hard after that because at four two Travis Kelsey in a one point seven five premium, and at four yes. five Devonte Adams. Now, t- explain this to me. Explain this to me how this works right now, John, because I I can't. I talked <laughs> to three or four people. Cooper yeah. Cup has moved up to the late second. Cooper Cup is mm-hmm. the same age. As Devonte Adams, Devonte Adams is slipping to rounds mid four. Okay, we're talking yeah. fifteen picks later. I love Cooper Cup, I love Devonte Adams, but how is there that big a gap where we're talking 15, 16, almost two full rounds in between, John? Yeah, it's it's hard to explain that one. That that was great value. In fact, I think when we kind of put it to a vote, your Devonte Adams fourth round pick was probably the best value in the entire round. And I love, you know, I love getting your Kelsey. In fact, I have Adams and Kelsey and Joe Mixon on my Smash One yeah. uh, championship roster as well. I, I, I think I actually got Joe Mixon the fourth last year. You remember I was hyping him up. He's going to mm-hmm. be a top five. And um, so, but you're still getting good value there in, in the third. Paired him up with Dalvin Cook. In my case in Smash One, I paired Joe Mix up with the King, Derrick Henry. And same same formula. You have those two running backs. Yeah, they're a little bit older, but they're going to put up monster points. And that's what you need to, to make a run. Yeah, and th- the neat part here was in this draft, I moved around a lot, John. Like, I was like... Yeah, you did. You were I all was over. pairing things in. I had two twos, two threes, two fours, two sixes, a seven, an eight. You know, like, I bunched everything up towards the top. And I, I, I feel like this is a, a formula where I've just pushed all the chips in. You know, so... I I've moved back sure. several times. I was like moving up, moving back. Mm-hmm. Then we get to like the fifth round. So like start to get into the some of these like the fourth round is just chalked full of value. I love the fourth round. The fourth round we get into is Travis Kelsey. It's it's Tyreek Hill, Saquon Barkley, Stephon Diggs, Dobbins, Moore, Gibson, Chubb. Yes, you yes. know, and then Drake London comes off the board to our man Texas T bags there. You know, actually, and uh, I traded. Um, for that pick. Yeah. And so I, I pulled down Drake London for yeah. my one-year punt. And, I thought, and that, I thought that was good value. And that that is a great spot. And then Kamara's in there. I mean, this is yeah. an area where if you can move into that 3-4, if you're in win now, move in here. Just move into this spot. Move up from round 7-8. And you can do it fairly achievable, yep. you know? Yep, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the third, fourth round is is primetime territory for uh, contender. Go, go all in. And so to your point, there's a couple of ways you can do it. You can accumulate those thirds and fourths. You were trading for additional thirds. I traded you my third. I traded back a little bit and uh, picked up uh, another 23 first that you had had. I think it was Craig's. Yeah. Or you can you can kind of do what you just described. Or um, You're either trading up because a lot of teams want to trade down and there's good value there. Or you're moving up, you're moving down, you strike exactly at the right time to, to maximize the value for that contending team. Well, let's talk about those 23 ones because this is something where you you got to know about this in your draft strategy. Right now, the 23 firsts are being valued somewhere between late four to fifth round. Everybody we talked to in the entire draft said, I'll trade it for a fifth. In years past, last year, you could have gotten a 22 first for a seventh, you know, when you're doing a startup. So what I was able to do with you is I packaged it from – I believe our particular deal was like 608 for 308, you know, and I think in that 608 range. That's right. You, That's right. You were, you were looking at guys like uh, Darren Waller, you know, who I ended mm-hmm. up taking, but guys mm-hmm. like that to move up for Dalvin Cook. And in that situation, right. you're going to win, you know, but right now it just felt like the right move for me. So what I've been trying yeah. to do and I've been advocating to people is like, don't just sell the 23 first for a pick. What I did in Smash 
three was I will give you I will give you my third, but I want a 23 first and your 10th. Because then mm-hmm. you get to that yeah. 10th round, and you can take a guy like Davis right. Mills, like you know, Brandon in. Cooks. You get that toss in, mm-hmm. no matter what round it is. Because rounds 10 through 13, people are throwing those guys in. And that yeah. you can end up getting some value there where you get a guy that's a solid player. You know, you're going to get a, a player that is going to give you a, you know, you're looking at a Gabriel Davis, a Rashad, you know, a, uh, a Stevenson, a, a Ritter, a Mills, a Tony. Yeah. Those are yeah, that's that how you be a do starter that for your team, right? Yeah, you pick up way. an extra starter. You start in ten players. You pick up a tenth round. That's another potential starter on your team. And and yeah, let me just kind of for the listeners that are interested, I'll tell you what I I traded to pick up twenty three firsts. Uh, the first move I made was trading back in the first, which is critical. You talked about it with Zoltan trading back in the first and picking up a first there. You got to get value out of your first round. In my that's, case, that's the key. That's the it, key it to really, the entire thing. It and really I think, is. Josh, everybody wants to move back now. And that's yeah, that's that was, the part was that was tough. easy for me is because I could move up. Because everybody in Dynasty Twitter right now, they John, they all want to move up. They all want to accumulate or they all want to move back. Move they down. all want to yeah. they all want to get 23 first. They all want to move it. Zig. Yeah, I was zag, zigging right? when they yeah. were zagging because yeah, yeah. everybody's doing it. Yeah, and, and that was one of the things that made it a struggle for me is because everybody else was trying to trade back too, and so there's a lot of demand for it. So if you do want to go all in, you're going to find plenty of competition. In fact, get the best of those trade up options for your team. Anyway, in my case, I traded back from 107 to 112, picked up the 23 first, and somehow Justin Jefferson is still there at the 112. So I, I, mean, I was so jealous of that one, man. <laughs> that was maybe the it best value in the first round. And then I, so another one I picked up was trading back from the third to the sixth for that 23 first that you had. Now I wouldn't trade for your 23 first though. I know I we knew. went back and forth with that. I was like, like 10 he's times. going all in. I, I can't do it. So that's one caution is don't necessarily just go after any random 23 first. Mm-hmm. You got to kind of tell yourself a narrative. Like this is going to hopefully be an earlier 23 first. Another one I did was I traded from the mid second and mid fourth to the end of the second end of the fourth. So traded down twice about five picks and picked up a 23 first there too. Somebody really needed to trade up in the second to get a quarterback. That was my boy Texas T bags. I kind of respect the move that he made, but in yeah, my ended case, up getting it worked Trevor Lawrence. You got you Trevor. Know, a, you got yeah. Trevor, who was going in the first in startups last year. So <laughs> you know, I get it, and, it, and we kind of helped each other there. But those are the kind of moves I was making to to accumulate these twenty three firsts. Of course, I have my own as well. Yeah, but I, I thought, thought that throw that out there for the listeners too. And a lot of people are asking, say, hey, where are these guys going? So. You know, these rookies really changed the draft right now. This is our first one that we've done. You know, uh, DeAndre Swift went all the way, or I'm sorry, DeAndre Swift went 2-9. Bryce Hall, Brees Hall went 2-7. You got to look at the the rookies. Traylon Burks, 5-2. Drake London, 4-11. Garrett Wilson, 5-4. So that 4-5 that turn there is where these wide receivers are going. So if you want to start looking at these things, that's where your rookie wide receivers are. That's in that kind of value where you start to really have to make some decisions. Jamal, or uh, we have Williams go at 5-6. I mean, it is an interesting struggle once you get to that fifth round because that's where guys like Derrick Henry fall, Travis Etienne, Aaron Rodgers went, uh, David Montgomery. You know, that that's another nice round in that fifth round where you can really, if you're win now, it's not exactly where you want to be. You want to be in three, four if you're win now. You want to move back to six. And I know that sounds really awkward, but you want to move back to that sixth round because that four, five, late four, whole fifth round is chalked full of youthful upside pieces. Yeah, and that's what I did in Smash One. And I ended up picking up an additional sixth. And at the time, I got Tom Brady. Yeah. And of course, this was a year ago. And, and I was like, that's the perfect win now piece. Uh, I convinced myself he was going to drop monster numbers. What I ended up doing, though, was trading Tom Brady for Aaron Rodgers later to kind of extend my window a little bit for my my QB2. Yeah. So that's a, something else that you can do in that range is go get – maybe it's your QB2. In this case, uh, in, in the Smash 5 League, I went ahead and picked up Derek Carr in the sixth. It's another example of a, a strong QB2 that was available in that range after mm-hmm. some of that youth went – yeah, and Derek Carr's round. going in the in the sixth here. You know, ultimately I moved to six point two, and I had mm-hmm. it. I had it really between. You know, at this point I have my two quarterbacks. I have my tight end one. I have two wide receivers. So I'm almost, I'm starting to really formulate a full team. But Darren Waller falls, John. I mean, Darren oh Waller gosh. has fallen from Waller. a second round startup 
to a sixth round. And so you guys don't know, Smash Accept Leagues are 1.75 tight end premium. Yeah. That could be massive. I mean, I think Darren Waller. That's scary. It's greatly exaggerated how people feel like he's fallen off because Devontae Adams is there. Devontae, or I'm sorry, Darren Waller, you guys can tell it's like a mid-afternoon pod. Just so you guys know, John and I are like, yo, let's do this on our lunch break because these guys need some content, you know, and that's kind of where we're at. But Darren Waller, I think, is still a top five option when it comes to, you know, depending, so. what, depending what your squad looks like. I mean, a lot of people, I feel like TJ Hawkinson's in that area. There's a lot of tight ends that are, are ascending. Friar Moose working his way up. But Darren Waller still has a window here of two years where if you're win now, he is a beautiful piece on your team. And I love that part of your win now strategy to get two top tight ends in a premium 0.75 premium. I, I hate to break it to the other smash five teams that are competing, but watching dad with Kelsey and Waller on that same team, that's going to be fun. Be rough, rough watching those well, guys drop points. Here's the, here's the worst part is I moved up to 12.8 to get Zach Ertz as Zach well. Ertz. So yeah. now, oh I mean, gosh. there's three guys there that I think this year finished in the top eight, Dang. you know, and I think they're not longevity pieces, but I did actually take a young guy. You know, every single guy in this league, Smash 5 is awesome dudes, you know, honestly. Great but guess, they, yeah. they were like, dad keeps getting older and older. older and so older. I'm like, yep. okay. We get to the sixth round, and then we start to get some useful pieces. Mac Jones goes at 6'3". Zach Wilson goes at 6'5". Love Zach Wilson, by the way. Derek Carr at 6'6". And then I'm like, oh, man, I am going to get my guy here at 6'8". You know, like... I get Michael Pittman at 6'8", and I think Michael Pittman, wide receiver 15 last year. John, I feel like Michael Pittman finishes as a fringe wide receiver one this year with with Matt Ryan in a new system, Mm -hmm. a better offensive line. I think they are going to absolutely feed Michael Pittman here. Yeah, and they they didn't have a first round. It was was pretty safe um, that they weren't going to get another really top wide receiver. They got um, this kid out of Cincinnati that they'll play over the middle a little bit, but Pittman is going to feast especially with Matty Ice. He's going to be perhaps the, the biggest red zone threat um, in the passing game. And with JT, you're going to have play action open all the time. JT's mm-hmm. going to get his, of course, but Pittman um, could absolutely drop a lot of touchdowns in that offense this and year. I had to get Pittman after I got sniped in Smash 3 by Josh Brown at Jay Bunder Shepard. Awesome guy. I actually made one of my patented dad you know, memes, you know, like one of one of my edits that are so obviously made by a dad. <laughs> and I was getting ready to post it and he he sniped me. He moved up in front of me and took Pittman and I'm like, no. I was like, I made a graphic Not and everything. Again. Right? Yeah. I was like, nope, I'm going in. I'm gonna get myself some Michael Pittman. Love him. Jacobs goes six nine. And then Cousins and Matt Ryan go 6'10 and 6'11. So a lot of quarterbacks in this range. Even yeah, the, the next serious. round, we look at at Pickett and Brady go 7'6, 7'7. Mm-hmm. Tannehill mm-hmm. goes in the eighth. And there's a lot of guys here. This is where right. I typically shoot for my QB2. QB2. You know, I usually yeah. I, I semi-regret taking Stafford because I was like, I could have taken McCaffrey in the second. And then I always try to load up here. I try to get myself a Brady, but I feel very comfortable in that Mm -hmm. in that specific range you know some other guys we move to the seventh round seventh round is where you can get some other great values mike evans goes in the seventh round you know i i feel like marquise brown is somewhat exciting to me now john like i was like totally i i was out on him but he was a top 10 wide receiver when lamar jackson played last year now he gets kyler his former teammate you know and i think that's another great value here it, yeah. It's an interesting area. I like the you narrative. Know? Yeah, especially Zeke, with Nuke out, right? Exactly. Zeke falls all the way to 710 Crazy. at this point. Crazy. I know great, that's Mung's guy. I mean, that is a great value there by mm-hmm. Craig. You know, he went in there nice. and he got that pick. And I feel like this is an interesting area of the draft as well. Who's the guy in this 678 range that sticks out to you where you're like, yeah. man, that kind of value just blows my mind? Well, I do like the Zeke one. Th- these vet running backs that we know are declining in value. People keep letting them drop. They're great targets. And I know we're about to get into this, but some of the targets that you ended up with are these guys, Lenny Fournette, James Conner, Zeke. You're targeting those guys in the late seventh, eighth rounds. And, I mean, those could all be top and, five running backs, easy top ten running and backs. That's, that's another way to go about it is a lot of guys like to – so if I had gone, you know, in the third round, if, if I had gone T. Higgins, you know, and if I had right. gone a couple right. younger, you Wait can always Lenny. do it that Wait way. For James Conner, yeah. In a point 
2-5 PPC, John, I told you from the get-go, I am going to pound the running back position. Yeah. And that's that's what I wanted to do. Well, you have but to. if I'm you know, if if I'm building this and I'm like my typical build, you know what? I'm I'm getting those wide receivers in that second and third round. I'm getting those sure. young guys. Sure. And then I'm gonna get I'm really gonna target hard Leonard Fournette in the seventh, James Conner in the eighth, Zeke in that round. Yes. And that's Leonard it. Fournette, let, I gotta talk about it a little bit because yeah. his value for some reason. Okay, Mixon and Dalvin go in the third. Leonard Fournette, same draft class, same age, crazy production, and he falls all the way to the seventh round. And I feel like there is not a better running back value than Leonard Fournette. I've been saying it for almost a year on the podcast now, and it's not changing, and I don't understand it. Yeah, and he does have the contract. I think they can get out after the second year. But if you're in a two-year window, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. What happens with Tom Brady? Maybe they feed Lenny even more for all we know. It's hard to say, but for, I mean, for this coming year, I've kind of convinced myself, I think he's a top five running back. I I think so too. And you're getting him in the seventh or the eighth round. Here's the thing. If you are playing to win, you have to have the running back depth. You've already kind of spoken to it. Mm -hmm. But if you look at my smash one roster, nearly the entire bench is running backs because they're inevitably going to go down. You got to have some handcuffs. You got to have, some different plays that you can throw in your lineup if what you lose one of the other running backs. In my case, I did lose Derrick Henry last year, but mm-hmm. I had enough other running backs on top of Mixon that I was able to throw in there and and still take down the ship, right? So I think those running backs are a key part of any contending roster. Like mm-hmm. you said, you could still get those elite wide receivers earlier on. I actually did do that in Smash 1 at the time I drafted Tyreek. Um, early on, and so you can you can still play it that way and end up with some of these running backs. Yeah, I think, and the one thing I wanted to do in this draft, and I told you about it, was I wanted to move all my picks. I wanted to have 10 picks in the first eight rounds. I wanted to have a full starting lineup because round yeah, nine, round it. nine's a little interesting. Round nine, I feel like, is where we start to really fall off with a little bit of the value. But at this mm-hmm. point, we're looking at a starting lineup of quarterbacks, Hurts and Stafford, Running backs Mixon and Cook, wide receivers Adams and Pittman, my uh, Kelsey at tight end, Flex, Darren Waller, Leonard Fournette, Keenan Allen. You know, so now we have a basis of where we're going to start. Let's talk about these rounds because once you get to nine and ten, I wanted to move a little bit out of the round nine because round nine is a wide receiver type round, same as ten. I mean, it's Ayuk, Mooney, Allen Robinson, Juju, Pickens, Ridley. Michael Thomas, Michael Mike Williams, you know Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Trey McBride. This is an area where I feel like in a win-now team, aside from Allen Robinson and maybe Michael Thomas, this is a round that I was trying to move out of. I was trying to move myself up so I could go for Keenan Allen because that's something I've been preaching for sure. Yeah, and I'll tell you one thing that people need to watch out for is you're you're, you're let's say you're in round nine, round ten, you're starting ten players. This is, I mean, we're in May don't necessarily fall like victim to having to fill out the roster. Like, ah, I don't have this right. position yet. Just draft for value. 100%. If you're in a smash league, you're going to do a million trades. You can trade later, take the best player available. Yeah. Uh, don't get trapped into, well, I don't have this position depth yet. Um, that That's one thing to, to keep an eye on. Oh yeah. And the, I mean, I've been advocating this for a long time. Have your starting lineups as flexible as possible. Don't make it two running backs, three wide receivers, two of the, you know, like keep it open. Let it be flexible. That's what we do in the Smash Except Leagues where it's like, you know, you got your super flex, you got four flex options, you know, you can really play with your roster because it makes it more fun for trading. If it's rigid, then people start thinking, man, I need a third wide receiver. Man, I need this, I need that. So it kind of, when I was saying moving in to 10, that's something that I was kind of, you know, I wanted to be up in that area. Some values right. in the 11th round that I couldn't pass up on. I had two, I had three 11th round picks. Ultimately, Brandon Cooks, Davis Mills fell into that area where I was like, I needed that third guy, that third quarterback. And Brandon Cooks is just every single year criminally underrated, you know, and I, I feel like he is a great value here at this point in the draft. Right on. And I'll just throw this again for those that want to try the punt. The guy that I was targeting in that range in the ninth, tenth, maybe even eleventh round, Calvin Ridley, yeah. suspended for the year, no potential points all season long. Yeah, no, I, I like that. Some of the guys, and I, I get these are some of the most 
polarizing guys when it comes to startup drafts. I want to talk a little bit about Kareem Hunt, Miles Sanders, and Rashad Stevenson. All three of those guys go in the 10th round. I think all three of those guys have some upside, but I feel like it's a, it's a situation here, John, where you, you know, Miles Sanders could be that guy in Philly. Stevenson could be the guy in New England. Kareem Hunt could move on, you know, and they're, they're kind of interesting value there for sure. Um, I think we move on to the 11th round, and this is where we start to get some of those some of those rookie quarterbacks. You know, people start to take some risks on Malik Willis, on Desmond Ritter. I personally, you know, fell into that range. I was thrilled to get Davis Mills in that range. But these are the quarterbacks that I think you could be that third guy on your team, maybe that fourth guy. Uh, Daniel Jones goes at 11-10. Matt Corral at 11-11. Even Sam Howell and, and Jared Goff. Baker, Mariota, these are the guys that you can start to add in there. Give yourself a little bit of quarterback depth to build your teams. And I think this is the area where you really separate the men from the boys. You know, you really decide what you want to do with your roster, which direction you want to take it, because some of these veteran values feel phenomenal. Some of these rookie values, if you're if you're not win now, they feel fantastic as well. So I think this is a, a prime area where you want to load up on some things, some values that I found in the 12th round. I mean, you got Devin Singletary, you have Adam Thielen, you have Robert Woods. All these guys could carry some nice value for you. And I think the more you do this, the more you do mock drafts, the more you listen to podcasts, the more you figure out what kind of strategy you want to go in, you know, and you have to go in with a fluid idea to not really pigeonhole yourself into one specific draft style. You know, and John, I was talking about a lot of the 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 rounds 11 through 14 are mm-hmm. so directional. You know, you can really, if you have right. a win-now team, some guys that fall like Tyler Lockett, Michael Gallup, you know, Brandon Cooks, Adam Thielen, mm-hmm. Robert Woods mm-hmm. feel like great values. If you yeah. are in that, you know, I'm going to push it back a little bit. Guys like Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, uh, yeah. Alex Pierce, John Mechie, you know, so many guys there feel like good values. Albert O, you know, it, it really, mm-hmm. it, it really starts to separate yourselves where yeah. you can, you don't have to trade up into the 11th. You just have to look at the guy next to you, the guy that yeah. picks ahead of you. I'm like, oh, he's win now. He's going to take Zach Ertz Absolutely. in that yep. situation. Yeah. And this is where you can go get some of your guys. Take a look at ADP. And, you, you know, you, you're definitely looking for guys that are dropping. I mean, I, I think I even picked up Bobby Woods just because of value. I just couldn't pass it up anymore, even though yeah. I'm on a punt. I may move him later. So I was so mad at that five, pick, like, man. <laughs> I was so mad because you took him right before. Like, I was I had like, to take him, yep. you know, uh, but like you go get your guys. Don't be afraid to, I mean, you reach maybe by half a round, maybe a full round. If you really believe on a guy and, and, you, and you think he's going to outperform his ADP. What I'm looking for here, too even on a win now is are these guys going to increase in value even maybe before the season starts, but certainly during the season, like I think that they're just underrated on the ADP right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're, they're going to increase in value. It's time. It's, it's kind of tough to do that on a win now squad, but it can be done. So go get your guys here in this range and look for values. Right. And I think you get into this area and you also start thinking, I like to set myself up with with a bunch of wide receivers early so I can start loading up some of these premium handcuffs, John. I mean, like, if you look at it, rounds 14, 15, 16, Alexander Madison, James Robinson, Khalil Herbert, Melvin Gordon, you know, like, we start to get those guys where you're like, who's going to do more for my team in that 15-point seven round, you know, in that mid 15, mm-hmm. is it going to be Khalil Herbert or is it Tyler Boyd? How often are you playing Tyler Boyd? But if David Montgomery goes down, I think Khalil Herbert is an instant RB two. you know, and I think Melvin mm-hmm. Gordon's in that same situation. So it's interesting there, you know, like some right. of these guys, I got Odell Beckham in the 16th round. And I think, yeah. you know, I think he signs with the Packers, John. I think he gets, well, yeah, he goes you, somewhere. You tell yourself these narratives. Exactly. Right? These yes. Yeah. That's what it's all about. We're all, and every single one of them, you know, you you want to believe. You're like, okay, you know, let's look at that area. I'm like, okay, 16-4 was DJ Chark. Yeah, I liked him, but then Williams went there, and then they're, okay, no. Then Beckham, I'm like, okay, I can see he goes there. Brevin Jordan, who you get with the next pick, who I love, you're like, maybe he ascends in that that area that we thought Irv Smith, you know, where those young, up-and-coming tight ends are going to get an opportunity, you know. And then we got guys taking – Valdez Scandling. So you tell yourself a narrative that he goes to KC. Alan Lazard, you're like, okay, I can see him being the Green Bay 
wide receiver one. You know, you start telling yourself all these narratives, and that's what they are. You know, we all we you, right. we, we get to right. this point. You start looking at for research. You start looking at things, and ultimately, you just got to trust your gut. Yeah, and you got to go for ceiling there for sure, right? That the later it gets, the more you're you're making ceiling bets, and that can be true for a win now or a punt, right? Because if it's if it's a punt like I was, I was looking for guys that had a high ceiling, but not in year one. In fact, I don't want them in a spike in year one. I'm looking at futures, right, and where I think a guy has the highest upside. Mm-hmm. But in a win now, maybe it is like a uh, an Odell Beckham or a Melvin Gordon because the guys on the board right now, that's the highest possible points you think you could get out of yeah. a player in a ceiling win now this season yeah. type of play. So that's kind of what I'm typically shooting for the later you get in the draft. Who's left on the board but the highest potential ceiling, whether that's this season or in the future. And you were talking draft boards. And it's that time of season, John. Oh, I mean, we were yes, talking about draftkits.co. We are teaming Woo-hoo. up with them again. He just messaged yes, me baby. today. Dude, love it. Nothing be- looks better than these kind of draft boards behind you. No doubt. Do not buy your draft boards now. Okay. Last year, so many of you were like, yo, dad, these boards are fire, but I already bought mine. Draftkits.co. We're going to drop. We didn't get the code yet. The code's definitely going to be smash, but I think you guys are going to be happy with the the discounts that you got guys get. You're going to be so pumped with that draft board behind you because they do the best job out there. I'm excited to pair with them. This is our third year working with them, John, and you've had their draft board. I've had their boards for a couple of years. They just tie the whole redraft scene together. Oh, yeah. If you're doing a draft party, it's an absolute must. It makes it so much more fun. You saw me um, last year coming down poolside, dropping my Tom Brady pick on the board to, to his his Jay-Z. I mean, just yes. have some fun with it, right? It really does allow um, for for the party to really be taken up a notch when when you're doing those those drafts. Yeah, a couple guys I want to hit on here before, before we go. Some of the later picks that I had here. 17.8, KJ Hamler. Right, you were on the clock, and I thought for sure <laughs> yeah. you were going to strike while the iron's yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah. I think he's worth the gamble right now because we loved him coming out of college. We didn't love the landing spot. Russell Wilson's there, and Jerry Judy legal issues. You know, this is a little scary, and I think KJ Hamler could provide some nice value in this range. Tim Patrick too. Might if you if yeah. you believe that Judy might miss time. Yeah, Tim Patrick's also very interesting. I think he went that same round. He too. did an FFPC. I drafted him like five minutes later yep. in the yep. sixth round because you know everybody wants those rookies. Then mm-hmm. Trey Sermon, I got at eighteen point three, mm-hmm. and Nico Collins at eighteen point five. I can tell myself a story where Trey Sermon, with a with a, if we have a struggling you know Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon was the guy that they wanted it to be. You know, and Mung talks about that all the time. Nico Collins, you know, they're starting to put a nice little wide receiver core there for Davis Mills. Another interesting piece. And then I just started like really trying to tell myself stories, right? Devontae Parker at 1911 to the Patriots. He's on the Patriots now. Patriots could you know? be the top wide out there. Who knows? Yeah. But these right. are the handcuffs that I want in every draft. These next couple guys are the guys mm-hmm. at rounds 19.8. I got Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams has shown some flashes there with when, when Swift goes down. Gus Edwards at 20.5. That is about 10 rounds later than last year. And he mm-hmm. showed some serious... I mean, it was back-to-back-to-back 700-rushing-yard to back to back seasons. Dernis Johnson is a guy I would try to leave everywhere with because I tell myself a story where Upside. if Kareem Hunt leaves because he could yeah, be cut, that dude puts up 20 points every time he starts, and this is the guy i got to talk about. At 23.08, Drew Brees. Boom. So the rumors oh out there, how much do you believe that Drew Brees might be coming back? Is it even worth it? How much fab are you putting out there? Because we are almost on waiver Wednesday. Yeah, I mean it's just a it's just a an absolute pure ceiling dart throw. But but I like it because at this point in the draft, it's kind of like who cares? These guys are going to be on your roster. You're gonna you're probably going to move them in waivers if it doesn't yes. play out. But there's just enough there towards like on the board right now. Drew Brees represents the highest possible ceiling. If for some reason, he does come back, and it's a complete no risk situation because yeah. you're in the twenty third round. Well, so that's why you do it. So I got Tom Brady in Smash Four in the twentieth round. Yeah, and people are like, well, was, that's a wasted quote, retired. pick. That's yeah. a wasted pick. It's in the same range as Devontae Parker. Who the heck cares if you have yeah. Devontae Parker? If now Tom Brady is there, first. Drew yeah. Brees, you know, and, and exactly. So I take Drew Brees here. He doesn't pan out. Mm-hmm. He doesn't come back. Cut him immediately. But you get him in that round. You put 15 fab dollars down in a super flex league. I can't see going all in. I can't see. I have had some people be like, no, hey, don't get should I put in 100 bucks? I'm like, no. You know, no. 15, 20 bucks. 
and he start and he comes back and he starts with these weapons around him, you could flip him for a pair of seconds or a late first or a 24 first. And John, that's something that we're going to have a whole pot on this. But everyone's like, hey, I can't get a 23 first. No mm-hmm. one's selling 23 first. But I think he's worth more than a 23 second. Get a 24 first. People are still giving them away. You know, yeah. and I think there's so many of those options where people are like, oh, man, he's worth more than a first or less than a first, but more than a second. Get I'm a 24 first. With my picks. Yep. Exactly. Because that class also looks good. So, you it know, I, I think there's yeah. some, some value to be there, said there. I, th- I love it if Drew Brees comes back, but I like Winston in this situation. So we talked about it. Let's talk a little bit more strategy. Mm-hmm. What are some yeah. other things, you know, we talked about sure. moving into those rounds three through five. We talked about, you know, trying to make sure we had those running backs. You and I talk about it. One of my favorite rosters, I have 10 handcuffed running backs because mm-hmm. I have five wide receivers who are going to go out there and ball out. Why do I want to add Guys that are just going to clog my roster. There's day yep. three wide receivers who don't pan out. Give me a Gus Edwards who, you know what? He's going to have some RB1 weeks because J.K. Dobbins is going to be out. Yeah, for sure. The cuffs I like. Um, in, and what I would recommend on that type of strategy is diversify a lot. Mm-hmm. Give yourself lots of different teams, lots of different running back options. I mean, half these guys do go down during the season at some point. So you're plugging them in. When I was plugging in in the Smash playoffs, guys like Justin Jackson blew up, right? You have – a Rashad lot of moves Penny, like that. you know, like yeah, I mean, we were exactly. just working ourselves into those situations. Yeah, Devontae so Foreman, those guys literally were winning yeah. leagues. But, oh, yeah. But Devontae Parker, Nico Collins, I know I said I like those guys. Probably Even Amari Rodgers, they are not league winners. They cannot do right. that for you. Even Dernis right. Johnson gets an opportunity. Those guys will for be you. RB1, RB2 weeks that you just can't yeah. replace. And, and, and the thing about it is, because I know there's some, people, some doubters out there in this, but when, if and when – those other starting running backs go down. Think of the value spike that happens immediately. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're shopping Gus Edwards to that J.K. Dobbins owner or whatever. Maybe then Gus goes down, but you have the next guy up. I mean, you have to have those options, and right? It, you don't even have to be win now. In your situation, if you have, let's let's call it Gus Edwards because that's who we've been talking on. You have a situation where you take him instead of one of these day three wide receivers. Now all of a sudden you pair Gus Edwards with a third. You get a 23 second. You win, they win, they get that upside piece there, you know. So I feel like that is a a way that you can definitely add some value. So this has been a fun episode. You know, I, I think, John, it's been a fun episode sharing how you win now, how we do those mm-hmm. things. Ultimately, when it comes to trades, and we have opened up our Smash Patreon. It is blowing up. We have Shit. added 10 guys this week. We are running a special right now, 12 bucks for the whole year. That's a dollar a month. You know, that's yeah. 25 cents a week to Easy. one get access to John, myself, and Mung. I'm getting 80 to 100, sometimes 200 DMs a week. And no it's doubt, getting no doubt. it's getting very difficult. So, I mean, I love you guys. You know that. You know I'm always going to try my best. But with John and myself have, you know, demands in our jobs that are increasing. Mung's doing his thing as well. So what we're asking is if you guys have 12 bucks to be part of that group chat for the entire year, for one month, for the entire month of May, you know, into June. If you guys sign up and for any reason you're like, you know what, this isn't for me, then we'll refund you the entire $12. You know, we're talking 25 cents a day is is just enough to be part of this group chat. There are 50 dudes in there right now. There are clearly 100 plus messages a day where people are like, hey, what should yeah. I do with this player? What do you think of this yeah. trade? And it has just become a, a community where a Smash family, everybody's talking trades. Everybody's yeah. starting to think the same way. That 50-person group is going to go out there and win 200-plus leagues. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and they're going to go out there it. and dominate. I was just going to say, too, we're pumping it right back into the pod and everything that we do to build the community, exactly. right? That's all this right? is about is so making like, it a better, some, better some, place for everybody. Some headphones for dad so yeah. he doesn't have to <laughs> – so when yeah. his kids steal him, he's not wearing these, if you guys are yeah, watching this, on, kid. little kids' headphones. No, but, I mean, we're looking at getting, you know, some premium access to – PFF, some premium access to, you know, football guys and all kinds of different subscriptions so we can give you the best content, you know, stream your cost money. Like we're not out here begging for money to try to make anything out of, you know, make. there's no money to be made in that sense. But it makes it so we can give you guys the best content so we can, you know, go out there and do some things. And, and make some 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 moves with companies like DraftKits.com, so we can so we can really print present premium content to you guys. So 
you know, we appreciate you guys. If you guys want to be a part of that, reach out to me, DM me, DM John. Just say, hey, listen, we want to be a part of that. 12 bucks. It is a fantastic deal. There have been 10 guys that signed up this week. Every single one of them has reached out and been like, dad, you weren't lying. Like these are dudes that are out there hundreds of messages, you know, and, and you talk about people have it on Reddit and people have it on Facebook. This is nothing like this. These are dudes that are completely just in touch, in tune with the trade market. Right on. And right on. We, we just love interacting with you guys. So, you know, anything to add to that? No, it's just, it's really just so much about the community for me. It always has been, this is just an opportunity to really build it more, reinvest yeah. back into it. I know it you and I talked fun. about this for the last yeah. year where it's like, no, mm-hmm. we don't want to, we don't want to. We like, were resistant to doing yeah. it at first, yeah. And now it's just like there, there's just so much time involved in this, and there's so much going on. We just mm-hmm. want to be able to give you the best content. We don't want to pay hundreds of dollars to make sure we're giving you that. We want to make sure we're giving it back, and and, and we are going to win you guys some leagues. I promise you that. Oh you yeah. Know? And that's where pods like last week with the productive struggle, pods like mm-hmm. this week on how to win now. John's just thinking with his picks right now, but we are that's going right. to win you some championships. So anything you want to end on here? I know we were like spitballing on the lunch break. Yeah, I mean, there's so much more. And, you know, we could throw out a lot, lot more different tips if you want to go either way. But here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to throw out there. You got to go all in one way or another. That's the smash way. That's the way that dad and I roll. So we're either going all in year one. You're, you're, you know, trading up. You're going after the vets. You're going for it. Or go the complete other direction. You don't want to have anything to do with the first season if you're you ain't first you're last yeah and so pick a direction yeah but don't be one of those middle of the road you know you're kind of ah, i'm not sure i want to trade these picks you should right you should know pretty early on i think by round three which direction are you going to go in mm-hmm. and then completely commit to it yeah i know there's some guys that that have really perfected where they're kind of slowly building it and maybe like year four year five they they finally get to the point i'm like I can't okay, do that. but I mean, you're, you're throwing down league entries for those first four years. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just like to go all in and it's kind of fun to break it down after a couple of years. Anyway, I know I'm going to be doing that smash one, but I, you know, I took it down year one, maybe have a shot to do it again here in year two. We'll see. And then, but then it's you kind go of fun in and to rebuild. you win yeah. year one, you pay for that how many pays seasons? for six years, yeah. maybe exactly. seven years. Yep. So there then all go. of a sudden, and I know a lot of people are like, well, what about year two? Okay, well then stroll into year two, and if it doesn't look good, tear it down. Because right. you're going to get it. 24 firsts for these guys, and you're going to be able to accumulate picks. Then you go into that productive struggle for a year. You go from top three, guess what? Then I'm going to switch to bottom three, and I'm going to be back there in another year. And that's just yeah. everything cyclical. Hit us up, mm-hmm. hashtag smash accept. Hit us up in our DMs. We will help you with those trades. And thanks again for tuning in, guys. Enjoy the process. He's just thinking with his picks.